This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. It is time for the David Ford Show right here on A's Cast Live exclusively. Where, where are the cameras? I forgot to dress up. I was all worried, and I, and I see no cameras. For home games, we're still waiting for the approval from MLB. <laughs> Can you help with that? you got a lot of pull. That's not my department. But if you made one <laughs> phone call for us, it would help out. So we're good at the home studio. We're waiting for approval. so It's always something. So suit and tie next time. Okay. How enough. are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing well. It's been a while. Uh the guy you got going tonight, Paul Blackburn, Yeah, we, we talk about it's so cool, a local guy doing well, and everything that he's been through, and now I know he changed his curveball grip and things that he's worked on, but just for you to watch him grow and how well he's pitched for you guys, what's that been like? Well, we talk a lot about uh, the stories behind this team and the, the way guys get here and how interesting it is to try and put together a 26-man roster of personalities, and uh, Paul's... Paul's journey is pretty unique um, in terms of up and down the last five, six years, getting designated, outrighted, all this stuff. But like you said, he started here. I remember seeing him pitch in high school, you know, high, highest draft pick. We, we wanted him in the trade. And then uh, it just took this long for him to put everything together. So it's, it's a lot of fun to see when he does put it together. What he's doing, frankly, is not a surprise to a lot of us, particularly the way he pitched last year. I think we saw in 2021, and I saw some of his quotes the other day about how getting designated and taken off the roster kind of lit a fire under him. And I had heard last year while he was in Vegas some of the things he was doing, some of the people he was talking to, just really trying to recreate his game. And based on how he pitched last year, I will say when when we brought him to Chicago to take that start uh, after Bass got hit, I, I had no problem throwing him in that situation because I knew he was prepared based on how he pitched. Now, I know a lot of the times the manager speaks to the player when the player is going to get sent down or DFA'd. Or, but you know what you like. Yeah. You know what you know what the data says. You know what you want the guy to go work on. Do you ever talk to a player on the way out and say, hey, listen, this didn't happen, but we think this can happen for you if you go down. I mean, do you ever give your words of wisdom to them? It's, it's an interesting question. Um, there, look, there are situations where it's clearly, you know, it's the manager, it's the coaching staff. They're, you know, they're talking to the guy. They're telling There are places where I, I jump in and, and talk to a guy and not as much about the on-field stuff. It's about, you know, what's behind the decision or what we're expecting or what we think he can do. I will say in that situation I just spoke of when Paul went to Chicago, I called him that night after he made that start to explain to him why he had to take a red eye, how important it was for the organization. And we actually, we didn't win the game that he pitched, but the fact that he went out there and gave us five or six innings, how much it meant going forward. So I will make a call or I'll talk to a player on the way in or the way out when there's something beyond just sort of on the field. Ultimately, 
you know, the, the roster decisions, we get together with Mark and the staff, we make those, and then, and then the, he owns them. The manager owns them, and he, he makes those decisions because he's the one who has to put the team out there. But, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of instances where it makes sense for the front office to talk to players and give them some context, some background. You know, we've dubbed this the year of discovery. Sure. Because so much, obviously, is going to be about the vote in June and Howard Terminal and so much of the talk. But my job is to cover this team. Mine too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you got to build it. I got to talk about it. Um, let's let's go with young players. Nick Allen, what you see? I know he's going back down. Uh, what you see? How do you like it? What do you see for the future? Yeah, well, first let me say, look, our job is always to win games. Like, that doesn't change for us. We, regardless of who's here, what the situation is, what's going on off the field, our job is to win games. At the same time, it is important to learn things and to, to, to know your personnel, to figure out not just the now, but later in the season, next season, beyond. So when you bring a player like Nick up, it is important that he gets an experience, that he gets time. You want to see him out there, get his first major league hit experience, all that. But we also have to sit back and, and look at what is he doing while he's here? How is he affected by the speed of the major league game? How are his at-bats, et cetera, et cetera. And I, and I think he handled himself really well. I mean, we saw him make a couple errors, which you expect maybe. The speed of the major league game sneaks up on even the best defenders. Um, and we saw him get a couple hits, but we also saw, you know, major league pitching was not easy for him. So in the long run, it's a great great opportunity to sort of dip his toe in the water know what it's like up here be around the guys and then hopefully there's a more permanent time for him to come back he may still go up and down a couple times it it's just the nature of this team in this year um, but any experience he gets up here is going to benefit him the, uh, quick question on that his time up here now because i don't know the covid rules and all the kind of stuff we really don't no one gave us no one has said here media here is and i work for the team and i still don't have no one's given us an actual did that count for his service time? 100 percent. any no matter how you get here you're getting service time okay. so if you come up for a double header if you come up because someone's on bereavement leave if you come up because someone has covid if you're here you're getting a day of service so Every, he, he got service time. He got major league pay. The only thing that didn't happen was it, the, sending him back did not count as an option. So we have this new rule this year where you yeah. can only option a guy five times. Send, returning him and returning all those replacement guys did not count as an option for him. Pache, he's 23 also, same as Nick Allen. Yep. We talked, I mean, dynamic. I mean, his athleticism is off the charts, size, speed, and everything. He struggled lately, there's no question. Yeah. Is there a point where you get worried and maybe you send him back down to Las Vegas to get some confidence back? How do you deal with that? I think that's always a possibility. You look, anytime a young player is here, you hope he sticks. I mean, we've always said the goal of bringing a guy or calling a guy up is that he's ready, he stays. And, and you know, we've seen that in history, you know, whether it's Chapman. Look, Olsen didn't stick. Olsen went back and forth. A but lot. Yeah, yeah. But, but go all the way back to the Tejadas and the Chavez, those guys. Like, the goal was always to get them here and they stay. Um, but you also expect there's going to be some ups and downs, and, and we're seeing it a little with Christian right now. Um, you know, the league's figuring him out. Now they've got 20 games worth of video on him, more so than even last year. And um, it's just a matter of whether you think he can sort of stay above water. Obviously, we've got Ramon coming back on Sunday, and that poses a roster issue. We'll see, we'll see if we're at 12 or 13 position players. All those things go into it. But, but we have seen him excel. We have seen him run down the ball in center field. We've seen him hit homers. Um, I mean, everybody still remembers the ball he hit out to right center in Toronto. Like, you can't get that out of your head. Like, hey, it's nice to know that's possible. 
but you also see some of the swings he takes on breaking balls, and he's got things to work on. So these are, you know, these are decisions we're talking about every day, and we'll see where we land. Ramon tracked me down at spring training for an interview. He was raring <laughs> to get, and you could see it in his eyes. Yeah, right? I see he's back on Twitter too. He wants everybody to know he's around. He's tweeting pictures of himself. He's ready to go. I mean, if there's <laughs> anybody, you know, they say he plays with a. We were talking about all the cliches of the NFL draft, yeah. but like a cliche in baseball, he's got a football mentality. If there's ever a guy that's, I mean, the guy challenged the entire Astros team. It was awesome, right? I, re- I remember. Wasn't great for you, for <laughs> us fans. It was awesome to watch, but. Um, I got to think when he comes back, you, I mean, you talk about a bulldog running out right. here. You got to be fired up for that. Yeah, I'm excited to get him back. He brings an energy to the team. He brings an intensity. Um, I know that Cots is looking forward to, but he is. He's like he's like a, a rodeo bull in the gate, just like <laughs> just scratching to get out. So, you know, in a normal time, you got to hold Ramon off, make sure he doesn't crash into every wall in the ballpark. So I think there's going to be a little bit of that starting on Sunday, but – uh, it's going to be great to have him back. From a position player standpoint, you're starting now with getting, I mean, getting the guys back from COVID, uh, which is, you know, knock on wood, thank God's happening. But you're starting to have a nice dilemma of too many guys, not enough at-bats and positions. Yeah. I didn't think we were going to talk about this coming out of spring training. Is that nice for you to have? It is, yeah. I mean, I, I look, you never complain about too many good players. Obviously, we've scuffled here the last week, and there's some – adjustments guys need to make but um but ultimately you know we're back now you know when you're missing when you're missing pinder and lowry and your closer and all these guys on the COVID list it doesn't feel like the team you sort of expected to have coming out of march and now now we've got these guys back as of today with lou and drew jackson being activated we're done with the COVID list for now let's let's not mingle with the giants and let's keep everybody's COVID to themselves um so you yeah you've got you've got the makings sort of the lineup you imagined in march um these guys just have to go out and and perform now and and cots will figure out where they go on any given night um and we've got you know we've got a day off Thursday, but then we've got a tough stretch coming up with whatever it is, nine games in seven days because of the double headers and not a lot of days off. So guys need need days off, and if we do go with twelve position players, there'll be enough there'll be enough chances to get everybody in there. I saw today Detroit, and they end up getting rain out. But if they would have played today, Detroit was doing thirty four games in thirty five days. Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, just you wouldn't think just losing a week of the season would cause sort of the havoc that it has, but it shows you just how tight. The the regular season is anyways i mean in a normal time we play 162 in like 183 days and now we've moved you know we've we've really condensed it and it's a tight schedule i don't i don't know that i can remember playing two double headers in one week before frankie montas is always going to be interesting uh, i know there were if you listen to the national guys there were people calling you all the time what has that been like for you with frankie and obviously Ace fans want him here as long as mm-hmm. you can keep him here. I'm I'm focused on him pitching here every five days. I'm not not really worried about whatever else is out there. There was a report first week of the season that yes. something that, you know. I don't I don't listen to that and and he is right now. He's very much the anchor of our staff. I mean, you've got you've got a lot of inexperience around him. We're trying to keep guys healthy around him. Caps back now, so that's good. But he is, you know, he's a guy we count on every fifth day, and and that's an important role on this team. Whether it's other starters looking to him, whether it's Cots knowing you're going to get six innings that night to give the bullpen a rest, it's it's a pretty critical role right now. So that's all we're focused on. Why do you think your pitching, starting and bullpen, has been 
pretty good. They've been really good. I, look, I think I think Emo does a great job with these guys. I think they're prepared. I think we came out of spring training taking care of the guys and not pushing the issue too soon. And I think Mark and Emo have done a fantastic job with the bullpen of of moving guys around in different roles, of matching up, of putting guys in a position to succeed, and and frankly, giving everybody an opportunity. I mean, guys, I don't think you thought Danny Jimenez was going to be closing games, you know, as recently as Philadelphia. Like, he gave everybody an opportunity to earn their spot, and also guys know they're going to have to bounce around. Sam Moles pitched great in different roles. A.J. Puck has done a great job in that multi-inning role. So I think they've really – given a lot of confidence to these guys it's been nice to see aj puck for me has been the guy that i've been saying on the post game show because fans call in why isn't he pitching when the team's at? i go listen he might be the one player in many many years i don't care what his numbers are i don't care what the outing looks like i know you do but i don't all i care about is that he goes out pitches and doesn't go on the il <laughs> right if he can do that 15 to 20 times straight that's going to make me feel a lot better for his future because, it, I mean, we talk about the best ability is availability. Sure. How much is that for you? Yes, you want to see the – we you're, you drafted him in the first round. You know he's got great stuff, but isn't the most important thing kind of long-term big thinking, and Ken Korak said I'm actually maturing, uh, is, <laughs> is the fact that it's that he stays healthy. Yeah, long-term is absolutely the thing we're looking at with A.J. And I, and I get that there's an element out there that's like, hey, he's pitching great, moving back in the game or – stretch him out so he can start or whatever like he's having success at the big league level he's healthy and pitching great for us and, and there will be opportunities for other roles it just sort of it always organically happens you don't have to force him into the ninth inning or force him to do something else he's been great his stuff is great uh, and it is it is really nice to see him have success up here we had Sheld Noisy on the program, and I'm like, you know, you've brought something back to me that I forgot that right-handed hitters can hit the ball the other way. <laughs> like, if they shift you, you can actually go the other way. The majority of his hits have gone the other way. Yeah. It's been just how nice is it to see a guy go foul pole to foul pole and still be able to take one deep? Yeah, I mean, that ball he hit out just left to center the other day was a great sign because he, he, he really can do that, and, and if you have – if you have kids and you want to watch someone hit, watch that inside-out swing and watch him let the ball get deep, not be afraid to hit with two strikes. All the things, sort of old-school stuff that we preach to young hitters. Sheldon's done a great job. Um, but he can turn on the ball when he needs to, and it's you know, it's it's fun to watch. I, I, I wish I could sit here and tell you I knew he was going to do this, um, but, you know, it, development is a funny thing. It's not a straight line. And, and obviously when we claimed him back on waivers this spring, we felt like it was still in there and knew there'd be a role for him on this club. But he has really, really taken advantage of it. Yeah, baseball's got more data on every player. You got everything like you can talk about. Well, I remember seeing him. Like you mentioned Paul Blackburn. I saw him when he was I – mean, you've been <laughs> looking at these guys. How often do you just go, wow, I didn't see that one coming? <laughs> oh, it happens. Really? It absolutely happens. Yeah, I mean, look. Not in Sheldon's case because we traded for him because he could hit. He got to Stockton and just set the world on fire right away and looked like he was going to be in the big leagues in a year in a full-time role. But you know it's in there. Like, there's a track record of hitting. So it doesn't surprise me there. But, yeah, absolutely, guys go out and do stuff uh, at this level or even AAA, and you're like, I had no idea I had it in him. It happens. It's just it's not an easy game to predict. I mean, we, we spend all this time looking at data and scouting reports and whatever, and guys change or guys mature, they get stronger, or they learn something new. It just, they're human beings. It's not easy to predict what they're gonna do. Do you ever go like all Billy Martin 
and just go, just put the names in the hat and pick it out. I'm tired of the data. <laughs> this isn't working. The data, the data said this, and today it didn't work. It's just, you know, it just, just cots is figuring out. Do you ever do that? Never. Never? Uh, how Not dare, once? How dare you? No, never. We There's a science here, Chris. We can't we can't Put all those behind. names in a hat. All right, <laughs> batting first is, you know, you never do that? No. We do talk about how important the order of the one through nine is or, or isn't, frankly. Yeah. Um, but there's got to be some, there's got to be some rhyme or reason to it. I know it's been tough for the fans. And, you know, like you said, you got to build the team. I got to talk about the team. Just at times, if things aren't going great, how, how do you feel for the fans? Look, I understand. They, you know, they expected to see some different names on the backs of the jerseys this year. I totally get that. Um, but this, you know, this is a group of guys who are big league players who are working their butts off. I mean, and, and there's something to be said for, for supporting that. So I, I get that they're, you know, that they're not who they expected, but I appreciate every single one who comes out here. I don't know how many were here last night, but they were loud as hell. I could hear them from my box, and they, they support the team, and that's important. So I, I, I get it, um, and we've had a lot of success here. We've had a really good run, and these guys are going to work as hard as they possibly can. And I, and I want for you to tell them that there is an Oakland A's way to play baseball. And it's been like that for a long time, ever since you've been here. And I know you strive for that at all levels. And we see it where your teams, no matter what, who, no matter what the name is on the back of the jersey, the name on the front of the jersey means so much. Yeah. And these guys play their asses off, no matter who it is. Talk about how you guys instill that throughout the organization and how I know it sounds corny, but it's like the Oakland A's way. Right. Well, Cots has done a great job of articulating that and embodying it. I mean, from – from the time he was a player here, I think he appreciated what it meant to be in Oakland. And, and he has said this a couple times this spring, and, you know, he said it in his opening meeting with the guys, like, you appreciate what you have. You don't worry about what you don't have here. And you appreciate your teammates and the people who come out and support you and the, the mentality that you're going to bust your ass, like you said. And he's done a great job of embodying that. And we put together, I think, a group of guys who get it. And he reminds them every day. And in the dugout, if you see him pacing up and down, talking to guys, because nothing is more important to him than playing hard and, and sort of respecting the game and giving it your all. And he, he spent time in spring training talking to the minor league staff and, and making sure they understood how important that was to him. And I know they've, they've imparted it to the minor league players. So it is, it's something that, like you said, goes from top to bottom, and it, it, it is something he is always aware of. Let's just in on this. With, with, with Mark, I mean, obviously the relationship is so great. I mean, as a player, as a coach, how's it been so far working with a new manager now we've had over a month? Yeah. and. You've had a bazillion player <laughs> moves that you've had to do, which unfortunately you don't want to do, but, you know, it's life. Yeah. How's the relationship it, been? It's been great. I mean, he has been he has been so prepared and so enthusiastic, and his staff has too. I mean, we've got some new faces on this staff. Um, you know, I didn't know Brad at all before he got here, and he's been exactly what Cots needed. Chris Crone and Tommy Everidge taking over the hitting department. It's been really nice to see, and I've, I felt great about how we've been prepared every day. And, and you know, to work closely with Mark, I think I said earlier in the year, we're sort of learning each other's rhythms. He knows what time you can call me until. I know what time I can wake him up in the morning, things like that. But it's been it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I think, I think we know the challenges in front of us and, and – frankly every night like what the challenges are but he is he's as prepared as anyone i've been around well the next time that we do this the team will be on the road but the next time we're at home we'll make sure 
cameras are on you, and then we got to get what shade with the lighting is perfect for you. I we'll, we'll get it all that. set up. Cody, Cody's going to have to remind me to dress up because I usually just come out here and nothing. So We'll have the makeup crew. <laughs> we'll have everything ready for you. You better get that approval from MLB so, that, <laughs> so we all don't get in trouble. <laughs> hey, great stuff as always. We appreciate it. Okay, see you guys. That is your general manager of the Oakland Athletics. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.